Hi, everyone. Welcome to OMG Stop. I'm Krista. I'm Jamie, and we are back. We skipped last week because we just had a lot of things going on. We needed a little break. I had an allergic reaction to the <laughs> Glossier sunscreen, um, so I was high on Benadryl. That was fun. Um, Krista had a birthday. I was emotionally unavailable last week. <laughs> We both are like a mess. It just, it was hot and gross and it just like, we both just weren't feeling it. So, so we took a little break, but we're back. So get excited guys. Hope you missed us. Hope you're like ready for new content coming at yeah. you fresh. Happy yeah. sun, happy Sunday on a Friday. You'll hear this. So happy Friday. <laughs> yes. Happy Friday. We're recording this on a Sunday. It's already August. That's yeah, guys. Happy August, Jamie. Our first August episode. Jeez. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Summer goes by so quickly. Yes. Okay. Can we just to say, like, just, you just started out today. Do you feel like the summer, I mean, hello, it's obviously been very different and very weird for, hello, most of the globe right now. But I almost feel like, do you think for you, summer has gone by faster, but the day seems slower in a weird way right now? Or maybe it's just my schedule? Yeah, it's weird. I, I feel like ever since ever since like I started working in the real world, the summers always felt like they just kind of flew by, but summer is also such a weird time because the work is slower. So the days, yeah, the days do drag, but then all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's over where when I was a kid, like I went to camp as a kid. So I was, and then my last two years of camp, I was like kind of working there. So it was like a different situation and it just felt like, I don't know. It just, it didn't feel as short as it used to. And I don't know. Yeah. But then sometimes like the work with working from home, I like, even today, I, my, I looked at the clock and I was like, Oh, it's almost three o'clock. Where did the time go? I know. <laughs> I think Jane, almost like, I feel like for me personally, it's like much about you. It's almost, I think, cause we're all trying to figure out, okay, how 2020 has been a very different year, I think in many different ways for a lot of people. And it's almost, I think, more challenging to kind of digest. Okay. Not like I look back already and I'm like, Oh, what I'd accomplish this year. But I mean, okay, good or bad. I just kind of am that person, how I operate in like tasks or kind of maybe like good goals or successes, little small wins to like look back on. I think it's just very different this year for all that because everything's been so unexpected. A lot of things you haven't been able to plan for people again, who we mentioned, Jamie, obviously been previous episodes, guys have weddings or any kind of big social events had to totally readjust and kind of, you know, either reschedule or kind of. I have a friend who is still having her wedding. That's, and dude, isn't that later you said that? So I have late August, but you have like soon? It's, yeah, it's like September and I, I, I said, I'm not coming. There's no way. That's the thing too. And everyone has different comfort levels right now. Again, especially Jamie, I know from like, again, you being in the city and like, you know, in Vermont, like, and they're all oh saying God. the fall could change. Wait, like I need to, okay. So before we recorded, I had to drive my dad to one of the local outlets. And even though it's an outdoor outlet mall, there were so many people and I felt so uncomfortable. And I don't know if it's because maybe like New York city has been so much emptier, but there were so many people and like no one was spreading apart. And I know it's safer to be outside than inside, but even so like I would go into, I went to a store and you have to have a mask to go into any store, but then like people are pulling off their masks and stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 uh-uh, no. And I was, I just, I was so uncomfortable. I like had to leave. I, like, I couldn't, I was like, no dad, like get your watch. I'm done. Like we are leaving. This is not cute. Like, like not the, cute. Like anxiety tapping in Jamie in a bad way. Just, like, yeah. And like comfort right now. Yeah. It's just like, no one just like 
just like no one's following the rules. And I find it weird too. Like I see friends going on vacation and even then I'm like, why? Like, I just, I don't know. I would, I wouldn't be comfortable staying even in Airbnb at this point. Like, Oh really? Why? Like I get if you have like an RV, RV is like a great way to travel if you have one nowadays, cause it's yours your home, you clean it, it's yours, whatever, you know, you go to an open campground, like, that's a, probably the safest way to do it right now, but I see my friends, like, going other places, like, upstate, or they're going, like, here, they're going there, and I'm, like, I don't get it, like, how and why? I know, that's become, I think, yeah, it's definitely become, I know, weird for everyone, I mean, yes, here, too, Vermont, actually, guys, um, for those listening who are um, in Vermont, again, every state's very different, but as of August 1st, we had a mandatory mask mandate, like, yes, guys, you know, most places, again, I live in Burlington. Most places, Jamie, yeah, it was like no sh- no shoes, no mask, no service kind of thing. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's been very mandatory most places. However, again, much different than New York again because of how the Vermont case load has been very minimal and think we've been able to handle it very well. People can spread out and are very active outdoors, do what they got to do. However, because until August 1st, just yesterday, I guess, they weren't actually cracking down at like, I know where my cousins live. In their grocery store, people weren't wearing masks. There wasn't even a sign for it. I mean, just, it's just different everywhere. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, you know, almost like different towns are kind of doing it differently, I guess, different cities within a state. So again, that's why Vermont has a big new Vermont, um, has a mass mandate, but again, it's different guys for your own state. So like, you know, the hard part now, I think again, for obviously me and Jamie have very different situations based on again, where we're currently living and where we've currently been. And it's like tough for everybody because there's also thankfully a good part. I know, unlike New York City in Vermont, thankfully, it's not required to wear when exercising because we can spread out here as long as you're six feet apart. It's not saying don't not wear one, but it's saying as long as you keep six feet plus distance and you're not again like in big groups, etc., whatever, like wear a mask in public. You know what I mean? It's just there's there's so many random like different sh- adjustments to that. It's like I don't know. You just everyone has to have a mask on them, like for right now, like in general, whenever you go, even when you're in a car, like have it because I mean, I had a problem the other day when. Yes, I should keep one in my car, but I have a couple different masks and I have to change them and I wash them and kind of put it in my bag that day when I leave. But um, I like didn't bring one that day because I like wasn't going in anywhere. I was like just literally going to see like, I think outside with people or something. I wasn't like going in Republic or I don't even know what. It was people that I've been seeing the whole time. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a funky time. Just like better be safe than sorry, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, you know? I, th- I think that's the best way to put it. Like I bought this, maybe I'm going a little overboard, but I have to take public transit in a few weeks and I bought a hat with a face shield because that's not bad people already wear those here depending on the person you know what I mean right and then my other thought was guys hear me out you ever get caught in the rain and you wear glasses you have the hat with the face shield and it it has like like a it's almost like a rain jacket for your face Solves the problem. Yeah, Jamie. and it's a hack. That has the best hack in the world. Because like, I have definitely like had to wear my glasses on a rainy day, or like gone somewhere, get caught in the rain, and now I'm like, I literally can't see right now. Literally can't see. There's water everywhere. It's not comfortable. But I was like, hey, it's like it's like if when this is all over, you can use it as like a little rain shield because. If you guys live in New York City, you know that New York City in the rain is just not fun. No matter what shoes you wear, what you wear, you get wet some way, somehow. It's worse in the summer because your legs get wet and you're like, and it's humid and it's gross. So that was my my thinking. 
And I I also did consult with a friend of mine who works at a hospital currently. And she too, she was like, you, that's a hundred percent the right thing to do. Like she wears face shields on public transit and she's like, you're going to see other people doing it. But that was, that's definitely the right move. So. Yeah, I think, Jimmy, people I know, I don't see it a lot, but I know from, again, some of my clients in the rehab gym that I do Zoom classes with, um, we did like an outdoor social distance kind of like lunch recently for my birthday. Maybe I mentioned on here, maybe I didn't, I guess not. My birthday happened after we last recorded, but we did like a cute outdoor little lunch and it was just like us four. We were all spread out kind of thing. And like two of my clients wear face shields because A, in general, it's like, you know, their way to be safe right now with their mask choice and B, it works for them because I know one of them has glasses and also because they have to use that at their actual job too. So they're not, not like a dental hygienist or anything, but they still have a job where they're kind of close to people. And so they have to have that in general. So they should work with animals, like a pet, so like an animal hospital, but even still. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. But anyway, do you want to talk about your birthday at all? Just like any fun. Oh that yeah, yeah. I can just say guys, I guess. Okay. So, okay. Again, guys, not like I'm like afraid to say it, but it's like, again, I told Jenny before too, and it's like hard to explain, guys. I'm not saying like, oh, like we're all going free and naked in public here. Like, calm down. I'm saying we're still being aware of the virus for sure. And again, guys, like I've been safe and smart, like I said. Again, plus I visit with my 91-year-old grandmother three times a week. And like, trust me, I'm not doing anything like outrageously like idiotic. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I'm being smart within reason, what I feel comfortable with, with people I feel comfortable with. So what I had, when I did my birthday, actually, long story short, was me and one of my other really good friends, um, him and I had the same birthday, actually, fun fact, so it was pretty cool, little Leo squared, um, a group of um, me, him, and a group of our, like, six friends total, so, like, four other friends, again, out of the six of us guys, um, it was, like, three girls, three, three men, three women, and, like, again, most of them are already, one's a married couple, the other one's, like, a roommate, and the other two, you know, we've been living at home and, like, haven't been out except for with a mask, obviously, for certain things, or as we're allowed to do here, with distance without a mask when exercising. That's like me when I'm running but um, and biking and stuff. But everyone does their own thing. So we did dinner by the water, which was so nice because I was to preserve it and it's totally different now. But I actually hadn't been to this place called Splash, the waterfront, super gorgeous. Somehow we caught it at sunset hour, which was phenomenal. Got some cute pictures afterwards too, which was nice. But you know, just like we had dinner and it's like, you know, yeah, you wear a mask when you're walking around kind of thing, when you're exiting and kind of thing. Because a lot of people, it's getting pretty busy there actually. I mean, everyone was spread out. We definitely felt like we were not close to anybody at our table at all. We're kind of like the upper corner. I don't know how that worked out so well, but it was nice. And um, yeah, just like um, had dinner with friends by the water. I'm not a big fish seafood person, but we, like I got fish tacos and my friends got lobster and stuff. Like it went so hard tonight, but now I like, just some fun little seafood by the water. And then we also did a pinata afterwards. It was so fun just because like, when's the last time you did a pinata, Jamie? You know what I mean? Like it was like a fun I little birthday. I don't remember. <laughs> you know, it was like a fun little birthday thing, you know? So I saw one of our other friends that the other day. So yeah, that was super fun. Just like me and um, again, my friend who was also his birthday, we shared the pinata, got some candy. That was fun. And then actually one of my really good friends had made us a homemade birthday cake, ice cream cake. Like she used to be a caker at Ben and Jerry. So she made like her own um, Ben and Jerry ice cream cake for us based on the flavors we mentioned. And it was amazing. So it was kind of a wonky night. Uh, it was kind of a strange weekend, but uh, not because of friends, just because of like my thoughts in life. And Jimmy and I kind of discussed it, but like also guys, fun fact, if I didn't say this before, Jimmy, about a little bit of horoscopy things, what's considered your Saturn return, it's kind of like once you turn 27, between 27 and 28, it's called Saturn return and like horoscope astrological stuff where you technically, the planets from the same place in the sky as they were when you were born on that time. So a lot of weird things can happen. I don't know. I think it's just being 27 and 28 are emotional in general. Just like weird year figuring stuff out. I don't know. Like I was talking to a lot of good friends on the phone recently who are in their like low, low thirties or just recently turned 30. And it's just, 
everyone has their own stuff right now. So I feel like a lot of things kind of just like hit me. I felt very sensitive on my birthday. Like, not like on my birthday, but kind of more just like emotional the day after a couple of days. And I was like, ew, I hate feelings, but I'm working on that in therapy. Hello. So um, all in all though, it was a good, I did again, like lunch with my parents, kind of thing with my sister, family during the day and friends at night. So it was a great little mix. And I took the weekend off from teaching just because I was like in a mental kind of funk and just needed some space to breathe and trying to um, figure out my own boundaries to figure out what I need to do, could do, should do. I don't know. We're all still learning, guys, whatever your age is. You know what I mean? It's just strange. Yeah. <laughs> learning process of how, like, I don't know. Again, because of social media and stuff, too, and then all the news, different stuff, it's like, as Jamie was saying, too, some people, if they're doing normal life, then you kind of question, okay, like, what should I be doing? You know, even the COVID aside, just in general, about like people where they are in their lives and it's all different. I feel like it just, I don't know, it hit me weird this year for whatever reason. It's fine. It's just like, like deep thinking more than I expected. Yeah. So, woof. But yeah, but otherwise it was good, guys. And yeah, I mean, also, hello, July birthdays. Thankfully, we had good weather. So that was really nice as well. Yeah. Funny day to be outside. And also, I hadn't dressed up and worn heels in a bit and it felt so damn good. Good God. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes. Anyway, so also like a fun little perk, Jamie. But yeah, so thanks for asking. But yeah, it was good. Jamie. Yeah, I didn't do Jamie a Zoom birthday thing because I mean, I guess I, mean, I guess I could have. I didn't even think about that, to be honest. You know what I mean? Because I know how to do me. You did. Because again, I was like early on. I feel like when everything was happening, everyone was Zoom birthday. Yeah, I think it's easier to get people together too, like before um, before summer starts, I've always had issues. I told you this before, like I've always had issues with birthday parties because my birthday tends to fall on Memorial Day weekend. And there was one birthday where I think it was my 20, my 24th birthday. I sent out a Facebook invite, invited like probably 15 people. Some people didn't even respond only like you showed up and Alana, like my cousin, and I remember that birthday. Like it was really small, but I was kind of upset at that birthday because like not a lot of people I invited like even responded. And then the next year for my 25th, like so many people came to that birthday night, so many people. And then when I turned 27, because I decided to have it like 10 days before my actual birthday, I was able to get so many of my friends together. But yeah, I just think summer is so hard. I mean, my friends and I, my college friends, we've been trying to have our weekly chats and we, I just suggested to them, I said, you know, it seems like everyone's kind of having a nutty schedule now. Like, why don't we just do once a month if that maybe works for everyone? Um, so like, we're going to do that now, but yeah, I feel like summer birthdays, it's just always hard because some people are on vacation or they're taking time off or they're just not inside or they're like, they're spending time with like, all my friends used to go home for the summer and like spend a week or two with their parents and stuff. So yeah. And I think now more people are starting to do that. Like I've seen a lot more friends kind of go between Manhattan and Long yes. other places or like friends who, are, who maybe have significant others, like go, they spend a week at their house and then they go to like their significant other's parents' house or something. So yeah. If you're scheduling, I didn't think about that, Jimmy, honestly, to be to, like, I didn't even think about that because I mean, I know a, in my past, like, I've never had a lot of people come to my birthday party because, yeah, again, when July told my parents said when I was born, my relatives weren't even around. They were all gone. Like, no one even came to the hospital since I was born. So, yeah. it's like, it also things like my mind, like, again, I know everyone's schedule is weird, but my brain didn't even go to Zoom birthday party, even though, like, I loved it when you did it and, like, our other friends did it. I just, like, again, I was up in person with friends, and I was just, like, busy that whole day with, like I said, family and friends, ones I could see here, you know what I mean, again, that yeah. I've been seeing around this time. So, it was, like, so it ended up being good. My dad uh, always, my dad's a 
being a summer birthday as well, he always felt bad for his students that had summer birthdays. So my dad would pick one day before the end of the school year and he would do one big like August birthday celebration for any, for all the students that had birthdays after the school year ended. I love that. But that's so true because when your birthday's not during school, no one cares. Yeah, and my mom understands my pain because her birthday sometimes would fall on Columbus Day in October. So she said too, like sometimes like people would go away for the three-day weekend or friends weren't around. And then my aunt, her sister's birthday is in January. So sometimes the weather just never cooperated (laughs) for her birthday. And it was also my aunt and my grandmother had the same birthday. So it was always like double birthday. Um, Yeah. But yeah, my mom was like, I totally feel your pain on the holiday sitch because like I had some birthdays where no one was in town. <laughs> yeah, literally, like I said, I mean, I'm fine with that. They just, I think the thing I told you too that I'll mention here briefly is that birthdays also I think can be weird, guys, because maybe sometimes on your birthday you'll hear from people that maybe like old friends or old relatives or whatever that maybe you're not in touch with anymore and they kind of come out of nowhere and they're like, hey, wishing you well. Again, means well, but can like stir up odd things if it's someone that you're not really close to anymore. Shit can get kind of weird. So that also kind of happened on mine. Just like, again, it's like too many should have, could have, would have thoughts. And then it's like, okay, we're all trying to figure out how, how do we live guys in the present? Okay. That's great. But like, I'm terrible at living presently because I like to kind of plan ahead, I guess, for my own high functioning anxiety and just want to like always have something to look forward to and to do or to work towards. And it's hard to kind of just be like, no, I'm good right here right now. Like, I don't know. That's not something that I know how to do naturally. So yeah. it's funky. It's tough. Especially because again, Jimmy, you're saying too, again, with the fall guys, I think that's what we're kind of maybe coming into now. Jimmy has an hour in August. People I know, some of my cousins who have kids are kind of trying to figure out, okay, what's actually happening? And so many schools are being different oh for all ages. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll mention on here, if you, if for anyone who lives on Long Island, uh, my dad's a retired teacher. So he keeps up with a lot of what's going on. I asked my dad what he would think as a teacher right now. My dad's like, honestly, I don't know. Like there's no right answer. At this exactly. point, like he's like, I don't even know what to do. But um, if you live on Long Island, Newsday has been doing. I've been listening. To, I listening. I listen to these webinars my dad goes on because he he listens to them while I'm working. So yeah. sometimes I just kind of listen in. Um, <laughs> but Newsday, which is the Long Island newspaper, very well known newspaper, I would say even in the country, uh, they have these Friday webinars. I think they email you. Uh, and they're with different educators, doctors. It's mainly about what is going to happen to Long Island schools. Uh, and it's really interesting because they have people from very wealthy school districts. They have people, our su- school superintendent was on and he was discussing how where I'm from, there's a wide range of socioeconomic, fam- like families in different socioeconomic uh, situations, as well as like, you know, we, we're very diverse school districts. So there's a lot of things like we can and can't do. Uh, we're not a very wealthy school district by any means. And they've been discussing just like kind of different steps and and what can happen. So their latest webinar was about camps because we had some camps open here on Long Island. And there's a, one that actually I used to go to. I went there for two years as a kid. And one counselor got positive for COVID. Then someone else got positive for COVID. And they were discussing, you know, what happens when the camps still follow the guidelines, but, you know, what are these kids carrying and you don't know where they're coming from, all these things, but they have really good webinars on what's happening with the education system on Long Island. So if you're interested in listening to that, I would try and check them out. I don't know if you have to be a subscriber of Newsday, like you have to pay for the newspaper to get mm-hmm. on them, but um, 
yeah, it's, those are, if you guys are, maybe if anyone out there is an education major or is interested, but I've been listening in on them and they're actually really good. So nice. they're very interesting just to kind of keep up. But yeah, I think a lot of schools on Long Island just don't know. I think our district, I don't even think they decided yet, but I think they're going to go with like a hybrid model right now. Um, I've been hearing that they, a lot too. Yeah. And we already have Chromebooks. Like when I, w- I was shocked when I graduated and I was like, these kids have Google Chromebooks. Like, what is disgusting. this? What is this? Like Facebook just came out when I was in high school. What is this? <laughs> uh, where's my Google Chromebook? But, <laughs> but it was also only for like one grade level. So now they're like, well, how do we get, and we have people where I live who really rely on the library for internet access and stuff and can't really go to the library right now. So that's, that's been a huge issue. I think around the country is, you know, how do you help these areas where kids can't afford Wi-Fi? Also, why is it, my mom mentioned this the other day, she's like, Shouldn't the internet be free? Yes. Like, it why do we be. all pay for internet? When everything's on the internet, Jamie, especially when everything we have to do is on, stop it, Jamie's face right now, guys, is prime. No, Jamie, literally, it's like, it's true because everything Jamie ever wants to do, beyond how jobs are evolving right now, but any sort of way, because again, even before the virus, guys, a lot of print publications have fizzled out, and that's been like, unfortunately, a sign of the times in general, cue Harry Styles song, Jamie, but in general, the fact that like, um, me, of course, being a big print person in magazines, it hurts me. But, like, I know, hello, even when I was, like, getting out of publishing a bit, print in general has been a shit show for so long now. Right. It's almost like, I mean, I know, did you hear the other day, actually, fun fact, but relative to this, Oprah Magazine is closing the print issue and going to only go digital. Starting, oh, I did not hear that. Starting very soon. Fun fact. I don't really know a lot of details about it, but, like, I'm just saying, guys, like, you know, some of these pubs, again, regardless of money, guys, people can't get ad dollars if no one's reading the magazines. They're not going to, people are going to be more, you know, pickier, choosier when it comes to their ad dollar spend, especially when it comes to Jamie. A, things off the shelf hasn't been as popular anymore. B, no one's even going to go shopping in stores right now as often, which really, really impacts a lot of things, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you must have better deal to get a digital, sorry, digital subscription. I meant, I meant more of like a subscription in the mail. Not everybody, like, some people don't even like check the mail. Who even knows? Like, everyone's got weird things. You know what I mean? Everyone's I don't like, check my mail every day. Like, paper in my apartment. <laughs> Jimmy, you don't? Oh my God. I don't really? get enough mail to check it every day. So I check it like, I do for fun. Like, three times a week. Well, hey, you know, it's like whatever works for you. I mean, mine used to be on the way to my, on the way up to my stairs and saying, I pass it to get to my, my dorm. Oh, my yeah. 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 See, like mine, it, I have to, it's like not directly there, but sometimes I just, I go yeah. check it and there's like nothing there. And I'm like, well. I know. I get that you. Yeah. So dude, I literally was like, I literally get to like pass the mailbox in both of my apartment buildings. One to pass on the right before I went up the stairs. The other one to pass like before I turned up. Yeah. So it just depends. Yeah. But the best thing for the fall, Jamie, it's like, yeah, beyond school, guys, I know, Jamie, for people for different jobs. I mean, maybe we touched on this briefly before, but I know one of my really good friends actually works for, like, Facebook and corporate in Seattle in terms of, like, works in the kitchen there, like, staff. He's been furloughed the entire year. He's actually being paid his full salary, even though he's not working. That's crazy. Phenomenal. Golden ticket of life. I don't know how. Anyways, but the key is, guys, I keep seeing Jimmy. I'm not sure, like, A, some news on the TV a little bit, and also on the computer. I'm not sure if all kind of digital tech giants are doing this, but I know, like, I think Google, I saw LinkedIn or something, they're allowing people to work from home until, like, mid-next year, which seems crazy to me. I think, I want to say it was Eva Chen or Christy Dash mentioned that Facebook, because Instagram being under Facebook, that I think they were working from home, I think she said now until July of next year, or she, she had a feeling they were going to extend it 
through like middle of next year at least. I think that's like confirmed, Jamie, now, which is Yeah. I mean, I get it, guys, when it comes, Jamie, to eight. I mean, young people's safety and concern, I get that. But also it's like, you know, some jobs below they're trying to figure out, okay, can we save on retail space of an office? Right. And so that's like a whole thing. Dude, was if it wasn't you, Jamie, again, it's maybe it was some other friend of mine who probably was me. But was telling me they're so everyone out there considering by the way, as this episode is just like a catch up random, Chris and I are just kind of like it's like a train of thought episode, but Oh, I love um, it. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys are moving and you're renting, this is now a great time to negotiate your rent because prices have dropped, especially in New York City. Like rents are not really increasing. So now is a great time to negotiate your rent. And if you're buying a house or something, great time to negotiate the price, but especially in New York City. Like definitely consider maybe negotiating down your rent if you can bring proof if you live in a big building and you see there's other apartments like yours where the rent is less or you know maybe there's like even a bigger apartment that's less rent than yours like just something to think about for everyone out there team but thing is like do you think probably that's happening because to me give me the update you said i forgot a while ago or a lot of places in the city open now and running they're just like all takeout kind of thing yeah basically. so um, New York City cannot be like so. Long Island is pretty much like fully reopened. Like you can go in a restaurant, eat inside a restaurant. They yep. have to have the, the special ventilation systems and things like that and masks. Um, I'm not comfortable with that. The outdoor dining thing, totally fine with. But uh, New York City is basically that same thing where everything's pretty much reopened to the most for the most part. But it's it still is outdoor dining only. I don't know what's gonna happen when it gets cold though, because a lot That's of these what places. I'm saying. You know, you, a lot of these places don't have like a courtyard or something to do that. So still very much outdoor, still very much takeout delivery guys up the wazoo everywhere. Um, so please tip your delivery people very well. And <laughs> Jamie. So, yeah, I would say that. And it's weird because there, there were some weekends when I was back where a lot of people were back and it was pretty busy and whatnot. And then there've been some weekends where... I don't really see anyone or I see a lot of people leaving. So yeah. I don't know. It's strange you. That's it's what I was wondering. Strange. Yeah. Like my building is still pretty empty. Um, when I've gone, my neighbors are, they don't know when they're coming back to their apartment. They have a house in another state. So. Oh geez. Okay. They're enjoying that. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm working from home now through the end of the year and I was talking with my mom and I'm like, okay, so I need to, like, I don't have space in my apartment to make an office essentially for myself. So I'm trying to figure that out. I have a couch I need to get rid of and I like need to get a new piece of furniture and all those things I'm trying to figure out. Jimmy, your out. table though, I mean, I guess you made your table more of an issue because I use it to eat on too, you're saying, because you kind of work I there. I don't really use my kitchen table to eat there, which is weird. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a college kid and I like eat on my bed. <laughs> Because my bed faces the TV. I think what Dang. I might do, I think what I might do is I, like, I'm going to keep the kitchen tables like an office because it's right near my windows. So the light's really good. Um, if I move anywhere else in the apartment, the lighting's not going to be so great. And when I'm on video calls, the way I sit, it's a blank white background, which I like. Nice. Gotcha. So it's just an easy place. And I have doors uh, that like close off like where my bed is because people used to put Mur murphy beds there so 
I have like almost like a partition to separate my bed from the, like my office area. Um, so I think I'm going to keep my stuff there. I'm just kind of going to transform it into a desk. Uh, cause they're, they're like platforms you can buy to adjust and then I can make it like a stand up desk and stuff if I want. And then I have to get rid of my couch because it's disgusting. Like the leather's cracking. It's just like, it's, it's a very cheap piece of furniture that just didn't hold up. So I think what I might do is maybe get some sort of like, maybe like a, almost like a TV dinner table I could fold out if I Ooh, wanted okay. to like maybe eat dinner on like my, I was going to get, and I was going to get an office chair too. And like either a new plushy chair or like an, or an actual new couch. And that way I can use that for like relaxing time. Or if I want to like sit and eat dinner, watch TV on the couch or my bed instead of like, I don't have to sit at the kitchen table. So yeah. My favorite word is plush. Love that you said the word plushy. I'm sorry. It just made me so happy inside. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking of doing. I think, Jamie, but that's like good. But I think that's the hard part too, because Jamie, I'm sure you and many, many others, again, guys, depending on the person's situation, living in the city or whatnot. I mean, Jamie, if I was living in the city right now, I wouldn't be coming home. I mean, I don't know what I would do, to be honest, because like, yeah. it depends. Like, you know, for those guys who end up like, like Jamie, she happens to be, she happens to be from a kind of nearby area to the city. You know, she's able to kind of go back and forth a little bit here and there, depending on what she's doing. Some yeah. people, guys, I mean, that, I mean, Vermont isn't crazy far from New York, but even still a long enough drive with the virus, everything becomes more risky, guys. And it's all like kind of hard, I'm sure, people to figure out, is it worth keeping their apartment if they're going to be stuck inside working from home the rest of the year and they can't do anything in the city. It's like, right. I don't know. It's just, it's, I know. it's hard. I was thinking about it the other day and I was just thinking, I think the hard part is, especially with, with fashion is that like, yes, I was supposed to be moving, but I'm just thinking if let's say that doesn't happen, do I stay in New York where I know this is where the industry probably always will be? Like, do I keep my apartment or do I move to a, a better, a, maybe a different apartment um, if I can find one? Or do I look into like moving out of New York City, but staying like within close proximity to the city? You know, like, I don't know what to do because I don't know what percentage of my company is now going to be permanent work from home or what kind of jobs are going to be permanent work from home in the next two, four or five years. So like, that's what I'm more thinking about when it comes to like, do I stay or do I go? But that's good. Thank you, Jamie. I know like on my birthday also, I guess, I guess a couple of days after that, I had a phone call again. I was like, not like phone call dating, but like just catching up with a bunch of friends all week, you know, I talked to you and like a couple of other friends kind of here in their different days, um, some near, some far. Um, and just like talking to them about different things. And one of them brought up something about a different idea for me with like career and life. And so just kind of gets my mind thinking in different places and trying to figure out again, like what makes sense for me while I'm still home in my hometown right now okay. for many reasons again, and then figuring out for, I don't know, just I didn't know if that was something we wanted to talk about, like maybe how like you got into fitness and how like I got into my job, or even if you want to talk oh. about how you got into like your past jobs. I don't know if we, I know we tried to oh. do that in like a previous episode and it, we like, it just turned into like a very long thing, oh, but I know if that's something like we wanted to like touch upon since we spoke a lot about our college lives and kind of how we got into um, FIT in the last episode, maybe, I don't know if we didn't know if we wanted to touch upon kind of like the adult, like the after FIT part. Oh, wait, Jamie, I would love that. Wait, hold on. Do you want to start with that? Sure. You want to do that? Yeah. So then, Jamie, I guess you want to say you mean how you continue to, I guess, evolve, but also keep modifying as you need to in your career yeah. as retail has changed? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I always knew I wanted to go into the e-commerce part of the industry. And when we were at FIT, I would say e-commerce was just starting to broaden and it was now becoming like the next move in merchandising. If you wanted to go into merchandising, you should go into online and classes were evolving and whatnot. So I was really lucky to get an internship in e-commerce my very last year at FIT. So I stayed there. And then after graduation, I stayed because I had a really hard time finding a job. As Chris and I, I think mentioned in the last episode, the recession was like just ending when we graduated. And so jobs were still very far and few and companies would like post jobs and they would close them without filling them. Like that happened to me a lot. And it was just weird. I stayed at this company because it was a paid internship. I thought I had a chance to get hired by them. They had no room to hire me. I should have known because there were a lot of other interns there that were not being hired, but they were keeping me on because they still needed the work and it was paying pretty decently. So I figured, okay, get the experience. Um, and then I found uh, the current company I work for. I had actually visited them about a year before I started with my college uh, at their headquarters, which is in another state. And I applied for a job at their New York office. And after about like two rounds of interviews, some phone interviews and Excel tests, I got into the company, got a job. Uh, and I started in the buying side, which is I, the way I like to describe a buyer is that they're someone who legitimately buys the clothes that go into a store and, or go on a website. Like that's what a buyer does. It's really cool. It's really, it's, it's fun, but it's a very old school job. And after about a year and a half into my job, my first job at the company I work for, they started adding more like digital merchandising and e-commerce site merchandising jobs. And so I was actually moved over into that sector. And that's kind of what I was doing in my internship. So I moved over there and that's where it kind of clicked that like, oh, this is where companies were going. And I started noticing on LinkedIn, even if you guys are not looking for a job, always just keep looking to see what is being posted in your industry like it doesn't hurt to watch because when it comes to maybe a promotion or maybe your company's looking to move you over to a different team like it's good to have that stuff on hand and you can be like oh i see other companies are doing this or i've seen so and so our competitions doing that so i kind of just did that to keep my eyes open and since that move i've been in the digital sector and it kind of is like the next wave and I have friends that have been moved over into the digital sectors and it has it truly is like the new wave and what's kind of cool is my position like has been constantly changing so I don't do buying but I still have to think like a buyer like I'm happy I had that training but I also have to think like a customer and I have to think like a merchandiser and I have to think like I like a creative person like I have to think all these different ways and so I really love that part and even what I learned, like a lot of what I learned in FIT was super, super, super helpful, especially the retail math part, because I still have no retail math. And uh, yeah, and I've stayed there. And I think, I think it helped that I was like an internet kid my whole life. And yeah, so that's how I've stayed as the fashion industry has evolved. So 
I think yeah. the fact that you've always been curious, think about the internet and also involved because hello with Tumblr, as I mentioned before, mm-hmm. with YouTube and all that stuff, I, mean, I think you've been, always been fascinated by that. And also you've been a part of that. I'm saying different ways too, with like kind of your own little channels here and there. So it's like, I think it's great how that kind of feeds into again with fashion to then come together with the e-commerce and different kind of space, which is pretty nice. Yeah. And I've always had an open mind. Like I, I knew I, I kind of always wanted to work in handbags. That was like always my dream, but I've never worked in handbags. Instead, I got to work in home and beauty and I work in shoes now. And like beauty was amazing. I never thought I'd love it so much, but shoes is also like really fun to know. And I like know so much about men's shoes now that I never thought I would. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, I love the random facts you pick up in life. Let me tell you guys, honestly, I think like literally, I was thinking about it the other day, but it's true. Even if like, again, maybe you hear this advice when you're younger and you're just like, oh yeah, it's not going to be me. Okay. that I was that kid who said it wasn't going to be me when it's like, listen, I think it's almost healthy to like, I've always had a certain plan in my life. Yeah. I was like, okay. I literally have written a notebook. I'm sure all these things before I went to college, like I'm going to become an editor of a, of a magazine, fashion magazine. I wasn't an editor, but I still worked those in the masthead. So I felt like hop up and fresh enough. But um, the fact that just like, you know, I had certain goals written down and things, guys. But the thing is, I think, again, the more, you know, Jamie and I, again, talking about internships you've done or part-time jobs you've done, through any job experience, guys, especially in, in college or even not in college, different experiences you had. Maybe you volunteer this way or you do this for a short period of time. You learn so much about what you like, what you don't like, maybe also what you're good at, what, like, Here's the thing. I think I've recently learned that no, I, it's not worth it to fight, but it's almost like we're all given natural skills. I think it's almost like sometimes, you know, I think I definitely always tried to like, oh yeah, I'm trying to fight it. Take it as a challenge. I'll learn this. I'll become this. Sometimes guys, you just weren't meant to do something that you want to do, which is hard to be okay with. But I don't know. I still have those days where I think that kind of comes into conflict, you know, like give me a course, like Jimmy and I have said before, everyone who felt that like we went to school with for college was very dead set on what they wanted to do, or at least was very particular about what specific part of fashion they were interested in. It was kind of like, okay, I'm going to do this. Boom, let's go. We were all pretty, I think, driven and decisive individuals and all that jazz. Right. Woo! Post-grad man, I think, goes out the window because I think, I think something like life, Jamie, forces you. I mean, I, first to me, I know. It's definitely, I think, Jamie said, again, keeping an open mind, guys, A, in whatever current job you have, and also like Jamie said, too, if you're not open-minded to certain opportunities, then you miss out on, again, have maybe a good stable job for a while, longevity, especially in these times when very little is, um, what's the word, kind of like known or like for sure or guaranteed almost too. Yeah. And it's totally fine to change careers. My friend went to school for fashion merchandising. She worked in the industry for three years and then realized that she was not happy. This is not what she wanted to do. She went back to school. She's a nurse now and she is happier than she's ever been. I know, and that's really the, you know, it's beautiful, but that's the crazy part to me where it's like, shit, like, I didn't think I was any part of that club, but I don't, I don't know. I just like, things are coming up and I just don't even know, yeah. but, um, but yeah. So do you want to talk about how maybe you transitioned your career or do you want to talk about how maybe you got like into your first jobs and then ended up in like the fitness yeah. world? Basically guys, fashion didn't want me. No, I'm just kidding, Jamie. But you know what I mean? It's like, okay, so we won. We graduated FIT. Jamie and I both, May 2014, um, many moons ago. And obviously guys, again, I interned seven times while in college. And um, like Jamie mentioned too, I think guys, like I was never offered a job while interning, unfortunately, just because A, magazines, very competitive. Holy, holy moly, very competitive. And so you have a bazillion people 
who want one job. And even though I interned all of senior year at Marie Claire, actually, half in the ad sales department, the other half in marketing, all on the publishing side of the magazine, the entire year, the only intern they ever had to a whole year, actually, there still wasn't a job available because it's just so, it's timing is so crucial. I think, Jamie, for any industry, any job, especially guys, like, for I know similar stuff, Jamie's like, deal with two guys. It's all just kind of like positioning, you know, right place, right time kind of thing. Because if you happen to be working somewhere, people like you, enjoy you, know you, and there's another role maybe a little bit higher above you. If you're already there, boom. You can't even like plan that. It's kind of hard where you can't really plan ahead. But um, I, after graduating um, FIT, again, tried to work at a magazine um, many, many times. I actually interviewed at 13 different magazines. No joke. A lot of them honestly were very wide diversity. It wasn't just fashion. Oh my God, I was looking like beyond anything else. I love all kinds of subjects in general. I'm a very like curious person about information. But I interviewed at some men's fashion magazines and turned intern I interviewed at again some fitness magazines I had interviewed at um some like interior design magazines I had interviewed at a cooking magazine literally food, not food network but a different magazine um I had been at all publishing houses for interviews <laughs> let me tell you the amount of interviews I had thank you notes Ooh, that was that was a little too regular but again like maybe there should have been a reason that didn't work out I don't know after my 13th interview, my 13th interview was at Women's Health Magazine. I had actually interviewed there twice. And I'm sure Jamie even knows this, but I interviewed guys initially to be an um, advertising sales assistant, which is a lower role than actually what I was given, which I felt pretty good about now. But even still, I interviewed, I think, at one point in time to be the ad sales assistant that they chose somebody else who had become my coworker afterwards, fun fact. But then they actually had I think either I had reached out or they kept me, I don't even know, like, again, just, I was talking to HR, I think I met with HR, she and I, her and I had good rapport, and she's like, oh, another position actually opened up at Women's Health Magazine, but for a publisher assistant, and basically, guys, a lot of magazines, they all kind of, um, they describe a title in different ways, like, a lot of times, publisher assistant is also, like, executive assistant, it kind of depends on the magazine and the pub you're at, basically, same thing, essentially, you're, like, the, the, 911 emergency fix all problems kind of person <laughs> for the main boss. Um, this was again, I wasn't like a lot of people I feel like that get the publicity and known are the ones who are um, like executive assistant to the editor in chief. This was the opposite side publishing. So I helped again the publisher um, of Women's Health Magazine. She also was VP of sales. I also helped, I assisted the vice president of integrative, of integrated sales, and then like the director of advertising. Like, so many, basically three different people on the ad side, the top three on the publishing side within advertising at Women's Health Magazine. Um, I interviewed guys at Women's Health, again, 13th Magazine. My interview was probably a total of five minutes, no joke. Like, honestly, my boss, like, literally had me sit down. I forgot what she asked me. I think she was like, I think when I told her I'd interviewed so many times and just, like, was like, I really, she's like, why are you still looking for a job? And I was like, didn't we if I should be offended or if I should be confused? Um, and anyways, and then I ended up getting, I think, an email back or a call after, and they're like, got the job. And I was like, I was an out-of-body experience because I didn't think I even, the boss didn't even, like, talk to me long. Anyways, my, my boss-to-be at that point. So I ended up working at Women's Health Magazine, guys, as, exec, as a publisher assistant. Sorry, again, that's how they kind of coined the term. I was there for six months, unfortunately, not much longer. I... Um, had my own office, thought I was pretty hop up and fresh, big shot. I had a picture of James Marsden blown up for men's health on the wall. Had a private door. I had a stand-up desk. So swanky. But again, guys, at that point in time, I was most definitely working 12-hour days, A, at the office 12 hours. Then also, I'd literally go home, eat a late dinner, and then still be texting my bosses or dealing with emails for the next two hours. It was out of control. But it's fine because 
I almost like look back on that with pride, but also it's very confusing to be like, how did I sustain that for six months? Um, it's pretty intense. So again, guys, after six months, they basically said, it, you know, whatever, um, it's not working out. It was really impossible for me to handle their three needs. My top two bosses out of the three were extremely demanding. They needed coffee and water at all times. I had to deal with both their personal schedules. They also had me do a lot of personal things, very aside from the job, such as one of their, one of their daughter's birthday parties. Um, in Dumbo, I had to work. And then my other bosses, I had to like return her personal clothing to Bergdorf. Like it was not job related, guys. It was all included in the job, but like I was kind of taken advantage of. Very nice territory. Again, when you're a baby and you just graduate college, like, you know, so many things that you kind of like accept that I feel like, you know, now, like, why do I even do that? But again, Jamie mentioned, guys, beyond it being kind of like guess Jamie post recession, we also were in a time where, especially you guys, all of us going to FIT, being in very similar industries. It was very competitive, but also amplified because everyone wants to be in fashion. Everyone yeah. wants to be in. Everyone wants to be in New York. I used to not tell people where I was interviewing. Jamie, really? Yeah. I used to not say at all. Stop! You're so you're so sneaky about that. But it's like smart because I, I know for merchandising it was like extra big pool. You know what I mean? Extra large pool. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, guys. So it's like, anyways, a whole cluster of nuts. So again, I worked in women's health, like I said, for six months. I then after that was fortunate enough. I think like a month or two later, after being let go suddenly and all this crazy stuff, I was so so happy. I had become. I received a job. Um, I had accepted a job as reprint account executive at Crane Communications. At that time, guys, they had published a lot of like business to business pubs. So it was like publications maybe you wouldn't see on newsstands, but if you were interested or working in a certain industry, you would know about it. They had a lot of finance ones called Investment News, Modern Healthcare. I handled their city books. So it was like Crane's New York, um, Crane's Chicago, Crane's Cleveland and Crazy Detroit. Anyways, business, different publications. They were kind of like almost um, weekly kind of news and cultural stuff all happening in certain cities. And the publication also, guys, the reason why I knew of the publishing company, they were, they owned Advertising Age magazine. And that was a big pub that they were always mentioning in my AMC college classroom, you know, kind of like must read kind of like industry worthy information. So anyways, Ended up, guys, working there um, for two years. It was a beautiful experience. I loved my job. But then how Jamie ended up transitioning to fitness, guys, more so is because, again, anyone who knows me, maybe they've heard me enough on the podcast, I have a lot of energy. And um, even though I loved my job at Crane Communications for two years, my boss knew, like, I gave, honestly, a month's notice before I left because I was like, listen, I had asked for a raise a couple times. Wasn't an option. I wanted to be able to, you know, expand my role, try to be able to move up with the company and kind of continue building take on more responsibility um, at the at the job, but it just unfortunately wasn't an option. Just the nature of the, our team was small, party of four of us, and the fact that the, the again, publishing at the time, I think, was still kind of changing where it's just, it's just different. I feel like people often weren't moved up. I mean, it depends if you did maybe editorial stuff, but it just is funky. Being in sales again, basically, guys, I was like, I was basically saying, hey, you, calling these clients who they had their information about their business featured in our publications, either on the websites or in the print. And I was like, hey, let's help your PR and marketing and let's share this again, different ways for you guys and kind of like resell them the rights. A lot of copywriting involved and a lot of fun stuff. So I actually got a little bit more um, knowledge in like law, a little bit of copywriting stuff then. Very minimal, but through my boss, she knew a lot from having previous some issues. So anyways, again, my next job after that, I, I think to me, I worked a few different guys odd, odd like sales jobs after very short lived after that. 
um, honestly kind of sold off the city because that was the majority of my time after college was at Crane. And then I had a lot of like chunky jobs different times. But um, another job I had after that, uh, I worked for three months until again, they were cutting and I was the newest person. Uh, I hadn't even been there a month and I was told I had a month to like make a sale and I had like a month cushion to like not make a sale and kind of learn everything. It's a very odd situation of learning stuff, working with all men who are very like, okay, very tough, like from New York, New Jersey, and very much like they can hard sell and push somebody hard to make some money. I can't be a pushy asshole. It's just like not in my nature. So it didn't work out. That's okay. But um, I guess you know, the key was when I was at Crane Guys, my job again for two years, I was happy. But yet, of course, at certain times we'd have, you know, ebbs and flows of all jobs, guys, certain times of the year weren't as busy. And so when it was quiet, certain days, I was like, hmm, I need to like, want to pick up a side gig. Essentially, I then became, I studied to become a certified instructor at Surfset, Surfset New York City. I started to take classes there a little bit here and there. And they had a really exciting like eight hour training one day. And they were like, hey, if you want to do this, now's the best shot to kind of become a certified instructor. And I just got really into it. And I was like, yes, yeah. so I became certified. And then after that, basically, I became certified in that day, you kind of pass or fail, you have a little demo and stuff. I became teaching surf set on the side of my full-time job while I was at Crane Communications, but I wasn't paid yet because I was kind of like co-teaching a lot of things. So essentially I was getting free surf set classes. It's like additional training after I had it. So it was a great experience. But of course, when you have student loans and you have New York City rent and you have expensive needs and you want to be social with friends or X, Y, Z, it's like K and you got to figure out something else. So I was looking at ways to work, honestly, in fitness full-time before I left the city. It just didn't work out um, because, A, I'm not personal training certified. I have no personal interest in that. Um, again, I looked, looked up to a lot. Um, the the co-founders of Surfset New York City, who, again, were part of, they worked, guys, with the with the main founders of Surfset Fitness in general, which is a global global fitness entity. They were on Shark Tank, everybody, for those who are not aware. And um, also, I taught in the fitness studio here in Vermont. But um, they were like, listen, unless you want to personally per do, do personal training, don't become personal, tra don't become personal training certified because it's very expensive and it's a lot of studying and it's a lot of work <laughs> unless you really want to do it. And I honestly rather do group settings to the moon. I don't mind one-on-one, -on -one, but like I'd rather do group energy because I know from a lot of friends and stuff, it's a lot of people get a lot more out of a group class than one-on-one. -on -one. Again, everyone has their own goals, whatever works, you do you, you know, like same with Health coaching is bio-individual, you know, works for you or for somebody else, but I enjoy the group atmosphere. You kind of feel the energy and pick the playlist. I loved it. So basically kind of like thinking of other kind of like fitness stuff, but then because of my spine and because of job stuff and money and life kind of at this time, at least was up. So I left the city. Um, that's kind of when, again, I realized, I guess, more so after my scoliosis surgery and with the complications, I realized, okay, I guess fitness is what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> it wasn't like by default, but it was almost like, because after I suffered the multiple mini strokes, I was unable to do like a desk job, typical desk, desk job. Again, and my personality wasn't maybe always geared to that. Again, I had worked desk jobs in the past. I had worked on a lot of computer screen things, never an issue. But a lot after my surgery, guys, was very difficult and it's very hard to explain. And I like hate sounding like I'm like, feel sorry for me because like, no, don't. I'm not saying that. I'm just like, it's really frustrating and it very much sucks. I'm still dealing with it now, two plus years later, how... If I'm on a computer all day long doing work or if I have certain tasks to do, I just don't multitask or operate the way I used to. And it kills me inside. But I'm trying to figure out how to adapt to that. And what's kind of became the, I guess, almost like this, not safe space, but kind of what I know, okay, I know I can do this right and hopefully do this best and then keep working on it without feeling like 
mentally depleted and just being very, very like wiped out. Like I would be very wiped out from using the computer certain periods of time, um, a lot after surgery. It's like my eyes for so long, it hurt to see. Um, that's why I was like, can't need to have a physical job. And I'm not like, you know, going to do some, I guess, uh, what was it called? Technical job or like, what's it called, Jamie? Like, um, like electrician trade job. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, yeah, sorry. Trade kind of thing. Like so, again, vocational. Like, yes, vocational stuff. And that guy's again, all terrific. But again, that was not for me, but I knew, okay, it's like a very hands-on kind of, I guess, way to be. But, um, and again, I was trying to figure out how I could use my degree. Um, also in advertising marketing communications. And then also with um, my surf set fitness certification to kind of move forward. That's when I decided to become a health coach. And I took nutrition, nutrition schools, um, one year online program to become a certified Instagram nutrition health coach. Um, again, trying to figure out new ways to help other people after I'd gone through a lot of my surgery and without going to medical school because I wasn't planning on all of a sudden doing it more years of school. So for me, it's like kind of Jamie has said, obviously it's like adapting, I guess, to life, but also I knew as publishing was changing and my interests, of course, have always been health and fitness in a weird underlying way. Um, like I mentioned before in the pod, I think I used to teach kids I took some monkey bars in elementary school, but also um, I never like looked at myself this way, but um, I've always had certain friends from back in the day in school that were close to me or had been in class with me a lot. They're like, well, you'd be a good teacher. I never wanted to be a teacher in school, but I teach fitness. Um, but um, again, I guess my energy, I guess, kind of put together with the fact that I like working with people. I'm very social. I enjoy um, you know, communicating in different ways and the business kind of works out with fitness and health. Um, especially because I feel good about it and people I know will leave my classes feeling better about it too, which um, is great. But even still, it's like, it's, I think any time of our twenties, when you change careers a bit, it's always funky. I'm yeah. still going through bumps and trying to figure out again, the new COVID guys. So Jamie said of working from home the rest of the year, it's hard to kind of figure out, okay, what's the safest thing for me and everybody else with my job is going to be purely digital or so heavy digital based or computer based. Yeah. So yeah. still trying to obviously keep my mind open and learn, but I kind of got, like I said, help the fitness on accident, but also Jamie too. Um, one summer guys before, I think Jamie, before I started working at Ben and Jerry's in high school, I think maybe after freshman year of high school, I had one summer where, no joke, I never told you this before. I used to make like weekly meal plans for myself, like meal and exercise plans for myself, just because, like, just because I wanted to like, I was like, oh, let's take care of myself. Like, you know what I mean? I think just like puberty hit me and I was like, I didn't like how my body was forming in odd ways. I just didn't feel like, you know, like secure myself. Or I didn't feel as comfortable as I had been in my previous years as a female. And also just like, I've always been athletic, but I was never like the tomboy in school or the athletic one in school. Guys, I was, you know, like most, again, I was a school nerd-ish who always did homework. You know what I mean? I'm saying it's the kid that like was reliable. I did the homework, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't known as the athletic one. So odd stuff, I guess, kind of accumulated to where I am now. And I'm still figuring it out, Jamie. Yeah, I mean, same. Sometimes I, some days with my job, I'm like, I hate this. I don't care. Screw all of you. And then some days I'm like, this is great. This is cool. I'm learning new things. Look at this. This makes sense. This is cool. Yeah, I think everyone's just kind of up and down, honestly. I it think it's hard. It's also, it is hard. And for me, it's hard for me because I look at my parents. My parents got to work the jobs they wanted to, which is so rare. Like my dad got to be a teacher. My mom got to work in television engineering. Like those are things they wanted to do and they got to do it for a very long time. So it's very hard where with me, I'm like, okay, I feel like I should be like them and find my passion. And, and like when they talk about their old jobs, like they're truly so passionate about what they used to do. Um, and it's kind of hard because then I'm like, 
questioning everything. <laughs> but I also don't know what I would do. With like, I don't know. I don't know what other industry I would work in. In all honesty, yeah, like something else I have interest in, like heavy interest in or like decent interest in. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think that's what the, I think. Honestly, that's what twenty twenty is for in a nutshell. It's almost like I'm not saying we can't continue to figure our shit out, but I think it's kind of like the year. Like, if you have stuff to work out personally, in general, in your life, you know, externally, etc. Get it done this year, people. We don't like you have to, you know, it never ends. It's all, you know, it's never ending, guys. We're all going to continue to learn and change our mind. And that's how life is, you know, the joys of being a human on planet Earth. But, um, but it's tough. I think, John, do you mean, I think that the year, the big takeaway can be, you know, amongst so much unknown, um, the fact that there's so much that, you know, you can't really plan for or you can't really expect what we used to expect. Because again, like so much I feel like it's just, it's, it's, by, it's by the seat of our pants, honestly, because everything is changing. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like overwhelmingly changing, you know, because it's like, it's, it's just a temporary, it's, I don't know, temporary things like don't settle well with me. That really affects a lot inside of my head. Like, ooh, like unstable ground man is like not where I thrive. So, and I've been in that boat for three years and almost three years now and I'm really losing it. I mean, I'm okay. But like, you know, like I think it's normal guys for anyone, you know, regardless of situation right now, if you're like, what the hell is my life right now? I mean, I think it's okay to be confused. It's not fun, but talking one of my Jamie, like I said, one of my older friends the other day, um, I used to work at Ben Jerry's with, who's like 32, 33, <laughs> one of my good guy friends from Ben and Jerry's. Um, he lives in Seattle now. And he was like, listen, he said 20s, like, he just feels like he found himself literally a year or two ago. I'm not saying it's ideal. I wanted to have my things figured out. I thought my ducks were already in a row, like before I went to college. And then all of a sudden, you know, just again, things just keep changing. Things have always been changing. It's almost like I think now we realize because we're all almost like forced to stand still a little bit more how much around us can change, you know, everything's beyond our control, guys. Like, you know, it's just accepting, yes. accepting what it is that you can control or not. Oh my God. That's like therapy 101. Yeah. I've had a lot of things happen to me that were out of my control. Hey, but it's hard to deal with those things. You know, it's so hard. <laughs> I mean, to luckily, some of them happened when I was younger, when I was like too little to know what was going on, thankfully. Like so if they happen now, I don't know if I, <laughs> like getting my appendix out when I was nine, like I did. I was just kind of like, "Ooh, everyone's doting on me. Cool." Um, but I think if that happened to me now, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not kidding. I think, guys, honestly, it's almost like to me, like the new normal, guys, is being being very like. I don't know. Ooh, but also, I think food for thought, guys, for anyone listening. Again, guys, Jamie's mentioned again. We've kind of been like, again, guys, whoever listens again or demo, I don't even know at this point, kind of like the ages or ranges or who passes it along to who. Um, exactly. However, again, guys, like if you, again, like Jamie and I are both, I guess I'm abstractly single. I don't even know. But Jamie and I are both, I guess, you know, not I'm married single. women. <laughs> Jamie, but like, I mean, I'm like, I'm like not single right now, but it's like a very like not set in stone life thing. So who knows? But um, the thing is like this, I was almost like, I know from some of my friends that are married, again, guys, we all, Jamie and I obviously have some friends we mentioned or relatives, of course, who are all, you know, married kids or who knows what now. One of my friends reminded me, it's always, the grass is always greener. I know it sounds like everyone hears that shit and you're like, oh, whatever. No, no, no. Trust me. Even though you think someone else has it all together, someone's looking at you thinking that same thing. Yep. And it's so hard because like we can't get inside of our own head to realize that. But I think it's so real Jamie you know my parents tell me this like every day oh sorry no I'm not preaching no 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 no, no they do they're they'll they're like they'll go on like they're li- they'll listen to um like things happening in their friends lives or we have some of my relatives like weird things that happen and yep. my dad will be like thank god 
<laughs> or, or my mom will be like, do you know how lucky you are? Like, do you know how lucky you are? la di da and Yep. No, but no, Jimmy, no, no. But I'm not saying, dude, I'm not the pro at it either. Hello, are you kidding me? Like, I keep being told that to people. And I'm like, listen, like, it's, it's hard. You know, when you try not to compare, like, I felt hardcore about the comparison thing when it comes to people, because obviously we did in college, because a little competitive. And in the city, again, being all female, et cetera, with like, you know, I think the numbers of people with how small the market was, excuse me, what we're trying to get into. But I know for me, since my surgery, I felt very like comparing to others, the fact that I was like, oh, okay, the fact that I, you know, was living alone for seven years or living away from home, I guess, for seven years, the main thing. And then to like, be just, even though my relatives would be like, my, my grandmother would be like, oh, well, look who's also living at home. I'm like, who cares about them? It's about me. You know what I mean? Like, cause again, we're all, we all think about ourselves. It's not even being self-centered, just the fact that like, again, all we have the power over is our own life, but we don't even control half of our own life. Right. Too. So it's like, right, Jamie, it's like, I don't know, acceptance, man, radical acceptance, like a whole thing in therapy that like is forever forever work in progress for me. Radical acceptance. It's like, it's so hard accepting you can't control. And I'm, I don't know. I'm, nah, I'm not good at it. I think I am sometimes, but it just, it's such like dips and waves, dude. Yeah. Because again, like, you know, I know again, growing up, I had big expectations for myself. I know you did too, because again, yeah. we went to a very specialized, like kind of college where people go to get shit done. We're not just like there to like, oh, let's party for four years. Again, yeah. you guys did that. Do what you got to do. Don't go but to FIT night. if you're not there to get shit done. 100%. 100%. No, but seriously, like don't go yeah. there unless you're not there to get – like if you want to party and not do a lot of schoolwork, don't go to FIT. Just Jamie, don't. the amount of people that transferred at freshman year, I don't even yeah. know. Like yeah. it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, there were a lot. Like a lot of kids go to FIT and they're never saw them again. <laughs> They're like, oh, because I think some people go and they think that merchandising or other jobs in fashion, like you're getting paid to shop and it's like, no, sweetie, this is legit. 100%. I think Jimmy, guys, we sound so crazy right now. No, Jimmy, but it's so true to us. It's just like, uh, it's like life in a nutshell. Jimmy, I think also because you, beyond I'm saying, even like maybe some people that did, I know, maybe one year beyond changing majors, I know some people that I think just like literally got their associate degree at FIT, cool beans, whatever, and they chose to go home. Maybe financial reason, maybe other reason, but a lot of them went to like maybe a typical school and had totally different experience second half of their college experience. You know what I mean? So yep. yeah, Jamie said, guys, don't just sell. Like every college is different, but last time I checked, if you go to FIT, like you don't have time to fucking sleep. So don't like plan on taking naps and missing class. Like you're going to be screwed. You're going to be yeah. screwed. <laughs> Regardless of your major, I think worse than the design classes. Come on. They have four hour blocks and it's like out of control. Anyways. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. Now we go into favorites. Yeah, do you want to? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot because we didn't do last week. You <laughs> go. I went first last week, so you go first. Okay, I'll go first, but you, like, crap, you stocked up. Like, damn. I mean, I, I stock up. I'm sorry. Don't be so- Again, Jamie, we're sharing love. Like, don't worry about it. It's, <laughs> it's all good. Okay, guys, so a few things. Um, yeah, I have three. I have other things that are kind of, like, non-tangibles, but that's, like, a little crunchy, but, like, whatever. Ooh, like, same. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay, so maybe I can do that, too. Okay. So I guess, Jamie, uh, my first one, guys. I briefly, I believe, mentioned in a previous episode, guys, about there was some new beverage. I was so excited that I ordered to try. Um, it's called Drom Apothecary, D-R-A-M. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but it's a really great line. It's a female-owned business, which happens to be an August Leo. Fun fact, we're pals now. I love it. You guys, they're herbal, sparkling, herbal, herbal, sparkling waters. And I like them because, again, I think I discussed before, I know seltzer and sparkling water is like same, same, but different kind of thing. I'm not a seltzer girl. I love, you know, like my sparkling waters are different kinds of, I guess, bubbly-ish things, but be careful. Some of that can like 
make yourself a little more bloated. So it's kind of like within reason. I've had that problem too with a little bit, not like kombucha, but overdose of some bubbly stuff, not champagne. I got that kind of bubbly, but um, Jamie, Jamie, that's all about you. Um, but this place, guys, I love it because the flavors that I got a three pack sampler, so good from Drama Apothecary. I got a citrus and blossoms, a black cardamom, uh, sorry, cardamom and black tea. I know that sounds so weird. Trust me, my favorite flavor. I'm not even a big black tea fan, but like cardamom's like, what's the spice? It's they not sound weird, so guys. Fancy. Stop. I feel like, uh, and the other one's like lemon balm and lavender. I feel like I'm like in a Zen spa, just like having my like having my body christened. I don't even know. <laughs> I drank one after my acupuncture last week, and again, I was like, oh, best life. Just kidding. Simple pleasures, guys. But I love a great sip. Love a great like healthy tonic. And again, guys, they're great because I love that on the back of the can. Kind of the ingredients again, very low in sugar, guys, too. Like super low sugar. I don't even know if it has like zero, one, two, not even any grams of sugar, to be honest. It's like super low. And the ingredients aren't crazy. It's not like pumped with nuts, though. It's like carbonated water, of course, and flavors. But it's like black tea base, like I said, or citrus. And then I said lavender, lemon balm. So kind of some Ayurvedic stuff, good for digestion and healing. A lot of good actually beverages for gut health, too, because they have a thing on the can. Jamie has a description being like, this would be great for, this is, you know, helps for clarifying, you know, clearing skin. This is for digestion. This is for, you know, just like whatever mental clarity, whatever. Oh. If it's like kind of part woo woo. No, it's like, it's good shit because it's tasty and delicious and it's a fun cold beverage. <laughs> so drop, drama apothecary guys, D-R-A-M apothecary. So um, that's one of my big loves this week. And again, just came in the mail, like literally, I think end of last week and I'm sipping them like crazy. I love them so much. Um, and then Jamie also it's a random old fun favorite for you. Maybe we haven't discussed before. Um, I recently just got again, my parents went to Costco, um, hip peas, the chickpea puffs. Have you ever had the hip peas? Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. Spelled guys like H-I-P-P-E-A-S. I had them like e- once. They're very yeah. good. Yeah, basically, it's almost like a healthy cheese puff, to be honest. You guys, it's an organic vegan white cheddar. Again, I'm not vegan, but just like a fun stuff. It's organic white cheddar. It's like a cheesy little puff, and it's chickpeas. So there's protein guys in it. A, B, some of those puffs to be careful with. This one, unfortunately, doesn't have nutritional yeast in it, but it still has, again, like kind of like nothing too crazy in it. And it's like just a great little puff. Like when you want a snack with your sandwich or maybe you make chips or a crunch with whatever you're eating for lunch, it's great because it's light. It's crunchy and it's dangerous because you like swallow the chickpea puffs like it's air. But there's like, but they kind of sustain you a bit because the chickpeas are almost like, um, you know, chickpeas are like garbanzo beans, like little little peas. And they kind of feel like have a condensedness to them. So they kind of like, they still fill you up a little bit without eating the whole bag. And it's a jumbo Costco bag. I'm not eating it all anyways. But they come in different sizes, I think from Thrive Market too, I've gotten before. Anyways, I love them. So that's also my number two this week. And three, don't look too close, Jamie. I just painted them before here. But new polish I got, I know, out of the lines. I'm going to look cute in a couple of days. Um, new Essie Polish. I had an Ulta Beauty gift card for my birthday. So I went to Ulta last week, and I got a couple of new cleansers that I'm still kind of trying to try out. My skin's been kind of exploding, but that's not why I got new cleansers. A couple of them, actually, I finished like two or three of my other ones. So I was like, hey, let's bring in some new ones. Why not? Um, and I got an Ulta. This is nail polish, guys. It's called Summer Salt. Like instead of like somersault, like a, like a somersault gymnastics, it's like summer dash salt. And I'm like, how fun. It's like red and sparkly. So I'm like, okay, power, rawr. I don't know, fun stuff. So little, Jimmy, little things, little things. Um, I guess, I guess, you know, one more, I'll say those are my three main ones. The last one I was going to say is that, um, definitely just again, like, again, I'm just really thankful for, I think people in my life and friends, I think realizing that more than ever again, I think with my last birthday too, just kind of realizing, you know, who I'm very thankful I have in my life right now and who. There's a reason certain people are not in my life anymore, and I feel good about that. It's almost like I haven't been at peace with that for a while, and I felt really good on my birthday of like, hey, whoever I like spent time with the last week or like talked to last week, like those are my real, real good people that I love so much, and they just mean a lot to me. So 
I think just we can't take advantage of people. I can't underappreciate like good humans, man. I love them. And I love you, Jamie. So I love you too, Krista. (laughs) That's part of my faves. That's mine this week. Nice. Okay. I have a lot. (laughs) So I have a couple. Stop. Tell me your essay. Jamie, go for it. (laughs) So the first one I'm gonna start off with is um I know I, I I said at the beginning of the podcast, I don't know what happened. I had a bad allergic reaction to the Glossier sunblock. Uh, I had hives. I don't know what happened. I've used it before. Literally had hives on my face. Um, It has the same ingredients as the Supergoop one, which was irritating me. So I think my skin just kind of didn't, was like, "Mm -mm." but I have a Glossier product that I love. My mom here at home has the Glossier Body Hero, which is their oil body wash. Stop, Jimmy. I never tried that. Is it good as Lori loved it? It is so good. It is so good. It does, for some reason, that doesn't bother my skin, especially in the winter. It's so, it smells good. It feels good. It's literally an oil that turns into a wash. It's not super sudsy, but it's so moisturizing. It just feels so luxurious in the shower and it comes in a pump. Yes. Jamie, A, love a pump. B, I remember, Jamie, either when we went to Glossier together or separate, um, I love when they had the ads come out for Body Hero. Yeah, such a good body positivity movement and stuff. So All good. People obsessed. Yeah. Oh, my God. I so, good body wash, summer, you know. Um, the other beauty favorite I have is, I, I feel like this is a product no people don't realize they need, and that's a glass nail filer. You can get them at the drugstore. They're pretty cheap. But let me tell you some people your life will be changed when you get a glass nail filer. You can, it, it's, it works so much better than just a regular flimsy one that, you know, those flimsy paper ones, they like break all the time. Get a glass one. It'll last you forever. They're, you can throw them in your bag, but they're so great. Um, so I wanted to mention that. Another beauty related thing I had is, um, I, well, it's kind of beauty related. And I also have another book since I talk about books quite a bit. Um, wanted to mention Joe Malone. Uh, I think it is so worth it if you want to splurge on a Jo Malone perfume. I have the Peony and Blush perfume. Even just a little travel size, it's all you need. Her perfume is so potent. You just need like one spray and it lasts the whole day. I even love that it gets on like my pillow or my shirt. Like it just smells so good. But I also wanted to recommend, she has a really great autobiography that was released a few years ago called My Story. It's amazing. She's a great writer, really beautiful story. I had no idea she was a breast cancer survivor. She, how she talks about how and why she sold her business to Estee Lauder. Uh, I read it. My mom read it. My mom was really inspired by her. My mom is a humongous Joe Malone fan. Uh, so wanted to recommend that if you guys are looking for uh, good books to read. Uh, something else in regards to writing is an influencer. I wanted to mention, um, if you guys know, Amanda Clute, who recently lost her husband, Nick Cordero, to COVID-19. She has a sister named Anna Clutes, and Anna is a really amazing writer. She she lives in Paris. Uh, She has a really beautiful Instagram, and she shares her poems, her writing, and I really appreciate following her. So I wanted to recommend her. Wait, Jimmy, I love it. Wait, hold on. Her, Her sister lives in Paris. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. She's oh really my God. cool. I mean, what's the Instagram? We'll include it in our notes, but what is it? Is it Anna Klutz? It's just at Anna Klutz. Yeah. Ooh. Stop. Let me say that's so awesome because I know I get to do it for again. Like her sister's one that like, does some fitness stuff that I have heard of before. Yeah. 
Yeah. And she too, like gets into fitness stuff. Um, Anna and Amanda also came up with a brand recently. It's called Hooray for, and they make masks and shirts and they have like hooray for healthcare workers, hooray for life. And they are always taking suggestions to make new products. And I think they donate a portion of the proceeds to charity. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate, I really, I've really been loving following Anna and she just goes to the most beautiful places in France. So, um, who else, what else do I have? Sorry, guys. Um, okay. Probably sorry, James. Okay. Good content, dude. Let's talk about Formula One because today <laughs> was the British Grand Prix. <sighs> but I wanted to share with you guys, if any of you are actually genuinely interested in learning about Formula One, um, besides watching the Netflix series, there's a great film on Amazon Prime called One, and it's actually about the history of Formula One and racing. It's really fascinating. Uh, came out, I think, in 2017. So... I would recommend that. And then there's also a photographer on YouTube who has his own channel and talks about Formula One. His name is Kim, K-Y-M Illman. He's an Australian photographer. So his channel is also very good if you want some knowledge. Um, speaking of YouTube, uh, the I wanted to follow up on my iced coffee recipe. There's a YouTuber <laughs> named The Domestic Geek. She's a Canadian YouTuber. She's gr a ton of recipes on her channel, both healthy and not healthy, but she just posted some new iced coffee recipes on her channel that look delicious, um, nice. step-by-step, step, easy to make. Um, and she thoroughly explains everything, which is really nice. Um, so just wanted to mention that she, she has a video from a few years ago up there, but she just posted like a brand new one, like last week or two weeks ago. And then my last favorite is <laughs> we were talking about masks. Um, some of you guys know, Jill Zarin from The Real Housewives of New York. Uh, she was one of my favorite housewives. I love her. I miss her. And she and her daughter, Allie Shapiro, have started a mask business. Uh, so on Jill Zarin Home, uh, which is Jill's business, she, she makes rugs for, uh, for homes. She and her daughter are selling these hand tie dyed masks as well as just regular hand dyed masks. Um, they don't make the masks. They like buy them and, and dye them themselves, but for every mask you buy, they donate one. And they also have a charity called Nashes for nurses. And they essentially donate catering to different hospitals in New York. They're now donating in Florida, but I bought a pack of their masks finally. Cause I have seen them ever on social media and despite Jill being like a, a, a well-known figure, um, everyone was just saying that her masks were super comfortable. So I decided to buy a pair and guys, they're so comfy. It feels like you're wearing a soft t-shirt on your face. They wash really well. And not only that, but they actually cover like quite a large amount of your face. So if you're worried about coverage, like I just highly suggest them. I, I was very impressed. They're a little more expensive than most masks are. But they're great. And that's those favorite. the ones you sent me, Jamie, or those a different one? Yeah, those that's yeah. the ones I sent you the other day. They're yeah, so yeah. good. And they have a few like they usually like discount their packs. So you can get like two for one or three for two. So yeah. That that that's all my favorite. Oh my god, we didn't mention Jamie today. No, you're stop. You're totally fine. I love all these. Um, we didn't mention today, but I was thinking that like this isn't like a big issue. Well, rewind. It's like a issue I think on the rise. Um, there's a whole thing about mask knee. Like mask acne, you know what I mean? Like mask acne. Yeah. Um, hey, I don't know if I have that, but like, and obviously, hello, your mask like covers your chin, and like 
it, I don't know what just, I've had a variety of like not so cute little things. No one said anything, but like, I don't know. It disturbs me enough for whoever else sees me in person, you know, my whole face, my family only in my house, but yeah, do you have a mask me and saying, yeah, so you're saying like a lighter mask is better for that. You're saying, yeah, that's a thing guys. Like it's just keys about the fabric on your face, man. When you have your face covered half the time, it's just like, damn, your skins are kind of paying for it. It's kind of like, Gotta be careful. They're saying to like put a layer of moisture on your face first. I mean, I always have moisturizer on with SPF over my serum every day, but even still. So I don't know, weird times. Do you also when you mentioned the Joe Malone thing? That's so fascinating. And I love that because um you actually you know what I never knew she had breast cancer, but the one behind it, you said, but um I feel like Marie Claire would always have a lot of um specific Joe Malone products um in honor of breast cancer awareness month. So it makes yes. sense. Like I think they do a lot, you know what I mean? For charity around that time too, which is amazing. Yeah, I love that. The fragrances are just so beautiful. They're so worth the money. Like I mean this stuff lasts forever. Great oh my God. too. But yeah. Love that. Well this is like a this is not a fave but like a shout out. Um have you ever heard of like the men's cologne Azaro? I saw it, I probably would know. Yeah, all I know is like there's somebody that wears it and like let me tell you, it smells so damn good. Just fun fact. Shout out to all the men out there. Azaro men's cologne smells so good. Okay, but yeah, I don't wear it. I'm sorry, I'm not a man, but it smells so good. And someone that I know wears it and I'm like, I just found out the brand name that he wears and I'm like, stop, this is so good. Anyways, I recognize it I recognize it for something before, but I don't wear a fragrance to me daily because I feel like in the past, like I had a lot of different kind of like not cheap perfume, but kind of you know, like random perfumes here and there, different stuff when I was younger. I feel like it was like too strong, and then when it gets hot and sweaty, I get worried about the smell like driving someone crazy. Strong yeah. perfume, but like you said, yeah, using a small amount, you said is so perfect, especially for yeah. like the roll ons. I like yeah. that. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Another- Another episode, guys, again, that was our August episode, miscellaneous chat, catch up on life. Uh, well, first, I'll mention Jamie before we sign off. It's just, again, guys, keep an eye out on at omgstoppod on Instagram. Me and Jamie have some fun stuff coming up soon. Take you kind of behind the scenes of our life and a couple other fun things to come, TK, in publishing terms, TK to come. So um, hold tight, and we're going to have some fun stuff on there coming soon. Um, so, yeah, take a, take a look, guys, at that. Take a listen again. Every Friday, new episodes come out on Apple Podcasts, on, I think, Jamie, it's still Spotify. Spotify, yep, Spotify, it still flows, like, everywhere else, guys, too. Majority of sites that it kind of funnels out to from how we do it. Give it a listen, share with a friend, tag us. Go for it. Again, guys, if you try our faves, let us know. Yeah. Jamie gives so many great, like, booking, like, Netflix options all the time. (laughs) So it's awesome. I'm just like, here, eat this, drink this, wear this. Just kidding. (laughs) I love it. So good. Okay, guys, until next time, I'm Krista. I'm Jamie. Bye. Bye.